Have you ever wondered about the relationship between your Christian walk today and the Jewish people? After all, Jesus came to earth as the Messiah. And the book of Romans tells Gentile Christians they were grafted into the olive tree of the Jewish nation. What does that really mean? Those are the kinds of questions Kurt Landry addresses in this special three-part Charisma Connection series reflecting on the Jewish roots of the Christian faith. We'll be discussing these topics with Kurt once a month, running from October through December. This is Charisma Connection. I'm Chris Johnson. Kurt Landry and his wife, Christy, founded Kurt Landry Ministries in 2010. They're based in Fairland, Oklahoma, up in the northeast corner of Oklahoma. And Kurt Landry has founded many different ministries, not just Kurt Landry Ministries, but House of David Ministries and My Olive Tree. But we want to speak to him today about one of his books, Reclaiming Your Forgotten Heritage, How Understanding the Jewish Roots of Christianity Can Transform Your Faith. It sounds like a very interesting book. So, Kurt, we welcome you today to Charisma Connection. Oh, Chris, thank you so much for having me, and I'm, we're just so blessed to have a relationship with Charisma, uh, and it's just an exciting time to be able to share this message. It seems like Israel and the issues over our faith are just in the forefront right now, and uh, the timing of this book is really perfect. Well, yes, indeed. And it came out earlier this year. I'm sure people will want to get a hold of it. We can talk more about that later. But first of all, would you just kind of fill us in on what Kurt Landry Ministries does? Like, what's its main purpose? Uh, We're a bridge between the church and Israel in a very practical sense. You know, we all know the scripture, or most of us do, in Genesis 12 and 3, I will bless those who bless Israel. And then you look at Psalms 122 and 6, and it says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And so you, you have these scriptures and Jesus saying, when you do it unto the least of these, my brethren, speaking of his Jewish brethren. Uh, um, and one other one, Acts 1.8, like it says, when you'll be witnesses uh, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then to all ends of the earth. Those types of scriptures really captured me when I first got born again over 30 years ago. And it was like, how do we actually, as the church, in a very practical way, how do we stand with the nation of Israel and the Jewish people in modern times? And uh, House of David Ministries, Kurt Landry Ministries, is that facilitator. We actually uh, work with the land of Israel, the people of Israel, and the government and uh, so we provide the education, the action, and the good deeds to be able to fulfill those scriptures. Excellent. And I know people can go to your website and find out about the breadth of your ministries, and that's KurtLandry.com. But first, let's take a look at reclaiming your forgotten heritage. Why is it so important for believers today to understand the Jewish roots of the Christian faith? Well, you know, one of the uh, things that you hear so much about here recently is fake news. and uh, But also, one of the things that you heard before fake news that was coming was identity theft. And anytime you're filtering your life through fake news, something like what the enemy would say, uh, you're worthless, uh, uh, you're no good, you're sick, you're impoverished, you're whatever negative uh, filters 
that have been placed upon your life, those are fake news. When you're born again, uh, the scripture says that all things have been created new. So you have a you have a new spiritual DNA. And uh, so the Lord is uh, has was really dealing with me when I was writing this book in my own personal journey of how I restored and how the Lord restored and recovered um, my lost inheritance. I was born an orphan, uh, and I did not know my identity until the year after I was born again. I was born again at age 36, which was a radical transformation. But then shortly after that, I was reconnected to my biological family. Those two things so realigned the way I thought about myself, the choices that I would make. Um, and and so the, uh, I was contacted by a publisher. They were wanting some uh, a book in regards to how do Gentile Christians connect to the Jewish roots of their faith. And that dialogue started, and I really realized that the journey that I've been on is the journey the church has been on for roughly about 1,800 years. And so uh, that was kind of the motivation of writing the book, was to reconnect people. Uh, I was always a purpose uh, person um, and having goals and destiny, and and uh, but then when I really found it was almost like a mystery uh, Chris, that unfolded to me is that it's great to have purpose and it's great to have destiny and have all these goals. But until you find out your true identity, uh, identity will produce the purpose and the destiny at a much deeper and much more on track way. Mm-hmm. Well, our identity and purpose is so important for all aspects of our lives. Can you talk to us a little bit about what you mean about the Jewish roots of the Christian faith? Um, the Jewish roots of the faith, I think, could be summed up by saying, if we'll understand the culture and we'll understand the people who were speaking by the power of the Holy Spirit on, on who are these people and their culture and who they were speaking to at the time— and and what was the atmosphere like? Uh, if you'll understand more of that, then you're able to capture and apply ancient biblical things into modern day philosophies that you can actually walk out. Uh, uh, Chris, I'll give you an example. The woman with the issue of blood. Okay, mm-hmm. she um, she has a uh, sexually transmitted disease, uh, most likely a prostitute. And she is basically in that culture, uh, if she comes out in the public, she legally could be stoned to death. So um, now she hears about Jesus, and he's this great rabbi that, uh, uh, that has power for healing. And she makes a decision by her faith to go ahead and come out of her house and press into the city streets of Jerusalem, Jesus and uh his disciples are walking, and it's very crowded, you know, shoulder to shoulder, pressed together, and here she is on her hands and knees, and she goes and she grabs the hem of his garment. And uh, so when she grabs the hem of his garment, uh, and Jesus says, if we know the story, he, he'll say, he says, who touched me? Because he felt power. He felt power go out. Well, she didn't actually touch the hem of his garment. She actually touched on the prayer shawl 
that he would have been wearing as a rabbi, he would have had strings hanging from the corner of the garment that was draped over his torso. And those strings actually are tied in the symbolism of fulfilling all the instruction of God. And uh, it's, it's just symbolic, but, but for a Jewish woman, she would have known that she's going to this rabbi, this Levite, this priest, and she would be grabbing a hold of, of that tzitzit. Uh, well, I guess what I'm saying is, is this, Chris, she's putting it all on the line. If this doesn't work, uh, she, her life is in danger. She's in big trouble. So, so just culturally for us, we can, we've all been in that situation where we, we get a, uh, a report that is absolutely devastating. It may not be into death, but it could be a divorce. It could be, uh, uh, you know, a child that you just found out has a drug problem or, um, you know, your husband or your spouse lost their job, something, something tragic where you're up against the wall and the report there is, there's no way out. There's, 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 you know, there in the, in the obvious, it's like, okay, God is going to have to intervene. We are all that woman. We're, we're all that woman. We have to come outside of the house of fear and doubt and unbelief. We have to get onto our knees and we have to press into this rabbi that has healing. And we don't have to fulfill the instruction in the teachings. He's already fulfilled it for us, praise God, at the cross. But we do have to take hold of it like she did. We, we have to grasp it. We have to believe it. We have to, we have to hold on to it by faith. And so that would be an example of, of a cultural thing. Instead of a hem, like a piece of fringe on the end of a, of, of a robe, it wasn't that. It, it, was, it was a high holy thing. And when she did it, she did it with purpose. And Yeshua, Jesus, knew she did it with purpose. And that's why he said, who touched me? Because he felt the power go out. And she basically touched all the fulfillment of every instruction and every law. And thus, she was healed. Well, that does certainly enrich uh, my understanding of that particular passage. And I'm sure if we understand the cultural context of many of these interactions that Jesus had with people in, in the New Testament, uh, it would really enliven our study of the Word. Yes, absolutely. And a big part of our ministry, Chris, has been in, in a way to take Christians in a crawl-walk run uh, we're not we're not Judaizing. We're not trying to worship things, but but we need to understand that if we understand the Jewishness of Jesus and that he was speaking to Jews, and we understand his culture and their culture, we have a better understanding how to apply it to our culture today. Hmm. Now, uh, how do you think? lacking this understanding of the Jewish roots of the Christian faith affects the effectiveness of the whole body of Christ? Um, well, the, uh, the ultimate twist of it is what we would call replacement theology, mm-hmm. where there is, uh, and I'm sure you're familiar with it, but many of your listeners may not be. It's a, it's a theology when they believe that uh, at the cross that the Lord actually was finished with the Jewish people, and now the church has replaced Israel in regards to its covenants and promises. And that's very difficult to apply that theology 
uh, it was easier before 1948. But but since 48 and since the restoration of the land of Israel back to the Jewish people, and um, and now you have Bible prophecy being fulfilled uh, on a pretty much on a regular basis over the last 70 years in regards to the land issue. There's no way for the church or a denomination or the body of Christ to fulfill those land covenant that, that, that are being fulfilled, obviously, on a pretty regular basis. So I think that would be the extreme of when you remove the Jewishness from the text. And, uh, but in a more practical sense, that a lot of people aren't filtered through that, but that is pretty prevalent. And it's one of the reasons that I, I've written the book, Reclaiming Our Forgotten Heritage, is because here's here's the the real basis is if you are building your life and you're making life choices uh off good information then you're going to have a good outcome because see whatever you whatever you worship you'll follow and whatever you follow is what you become so the more you follow the truth the more you'll become walking in righteousness and the more that you walk in righteousness the scripture says in Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all of the things will come on to thee. So I, I really think there's a there's a there's a a relationship prosperity, a richness of his presence, uh uh a love and a joy that comes when we know the truth. And I think that's why you hear Jesus say things like, In the truth shall set you set you free. And one of the Hebrew names for for Jesus is the truth, and so I think we need to be seekers of truth. And I, I'm not I'm not a legalist in any way, but there has to be a love affair with the truth. And um, you know, if you're doing a construction project, you're you're building a home. If if you don't have the correct information about the contractor and the subcontractors and the quality of materials that they're using. If you don't, if you haven't done your research on that, what happens is at the end of the day, you may have a house, but you're going to either have a house with a lot of problems where the building's out of square and maybe the windows don't have the R factor that you thought that they did and now they're fogging up. Um, the furnace that you bought, you may have saved money, but it's not heating the house or cooling the house because it doesn't have the right BTUs to be able to uh, to accomplish the job. So what happens is is that if you in the foundation of constructing anything, the more you do your homework and the more you match up the materials with the assignment, the more the better chance you have of succeeding and enjoying it. And that's what the Jewish Ritz of the Faith do does for you. It aligns your life in a way to where it enhances your call so you can actually enjoy the journey. And and here, ultimately, praise the Lord, well done, good and faithful servant. Yes, something we all want to hear when we enter heaven. So yes. how can Christians best learn about the Jewish roots of their faith? I mean, I know they can go to KurtLandry.com, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, in what particular ways? <laughs> through their own personal study, through affiliating with Jewish people, in, in their ministries, uh, what would you suggest? Um, you, uh, this is going to sound like a, a, a shameless plug. But, but <laughs> That's <it's> okay. Really, <laughs> <laughs> listen, I'm not above a shameless plug, uh, but I, I believe in my, 
I believe in the products, but the products that we have are are not. Uh, I look at them as tools. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, so Chris. Anyway, we just published uh, we just published our eighteen uh, month uh, Jewish calendar. Okay, it's a biblical calendar. It's for the biblical year fifty seven seventy eight, and. And what I would do is, you're asking me a very practical question. You know, obviously mm-hmm. I would order my book, mm-hmm. um, but I would start using this calendar and 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 allow it watch the patterns because I put teaching. There's there's a there's teaching through this entire calendar, and mm-hmm. what it does is it talks about the the biblical feast, the Lord's appointed times, and uh, and. And what you're going to see, you're going to experience this. You're going to read this in the calendar, and because it's before you and you're and you're following it, Chris, what happens is all of a sudden you start seeing, you know what, there's a different feel to Passover. Oh, there's a different feel like at Pentecost during, uh, you know, Shavuot. There's a there's an outpouring of God's glory, and when, and and I think to really to connect with the with the uh, the Jewish roots of the faith, you need to connect with the calendar. And one of the reasons I say that is because that's where the disconnect happened. You know, if you go into around 360, uh, you have Constantine. He has a, an edict of uh, being able to control the people under uh, uh, like a, a one world religious government. And he realizes that he can't do it with the Jewish people. The problem is, is because they follow this calendar and they have these traditions and and these traditions and this calendar makes them very difficult to be able to control with this Hellenized calendar and the Hellenized feasts that they have. So so when you have Constantine coming in and replacing Easter with Passover, well, I'm just an example, okay, uh, Chris, mm-hmm. is that Passover has, according to Exodus 15, there's nine blessings of health, prosperity, and provision uh, across the board in Passover. So as long as you have people celebrating these these feasts and receiving these blessings, how are you going to control them? You've got to separate them from the health and prosperity, make them codependent on you. And that's what happened with that shift. And so, uh, so I think for our listeners and those that are wanting to learn, I think I would order, go to, uh, you can go to KurtLandry.com, order one of our calendars, and and just start following that calendar. There's teaching in the calendar. Uh, another thing that I have it's it's uh, it's called PowerPoints. It's a three month I mean sorry three minute devotional that comes five days a week. It's mm-hmm. free. You can sign up for that, and it's very Hebraically uh, based. And this way you can crawl, walk, run, take little sips at a time. I think between PowerPoints and the calendar, reading the book, that would be a great start. Okay, excellent. Some very practical tips there. So how does all of this relate to the kingdom of God and what is to come? Um, With the kingdom of God, I think if we go into the wisdom of Solomon, and that would be probably one of my greatest personal resources, uh, it talks about, you know, Solomon talked about one, I'm misquoting this, okay, but it's just out of my head, okay? Mm -hmm. It's the way I'm thinking. I'm, but... But in Ecclesiastes, it says, uh, uh, you know, one is easily overtaken, mm-hmm. and two, not so easily. But a threefold cord is not easily broken. And uh, that whole principle of three things coming together on one assignment um, is, 
is always a formula for victory. So if you look at Joshua and Caleb, okay, Joshua is Jewish, Caleb, son of Jephunneh, he's Gentile. So you have Jew and Gentile coming together as one new man, births the nation of Israel when they cross out of the wilderness, cross the Jordan into the promised land. You have the Apostle Paul, and he's speaking about Jew and Gentile coming together. So when you have Jew and Gentile, one in Messiah, Messiah being the third string or the third fold of the cord, when Jews and Gentiles come together as a three-folded cord, it's not easily broken. So you're seeing that in modern times right now, and uh, so you're seeing a lot of pressure, uh, even in the political realm, of we need to stand with Israel. Um, why is that? It's because we need to stay connected to the way our country was founded on our Judeo-Christian uh, faith, and our Constitution and everything else is on that same foundation. So I think that this message also is preparing us for what to come. The uh, the Feast of the Lord, Moeds, is what they are. They're basically, um, uh, I guess I would try to say, they're, they're previews of coming attractions. So, uh, you know, anytime you celebrate Passover, you celebrate the Feast of Rosh Hashanah, which we just had, or you celebrate uh, Tabernacles, all these, all these feasts are, are preparing us for the return of the Lord. And, of course, we will, scripturally, uh, we will rule and reign with the Lord in the New Jerusalem for a thousand years in the millennial reign. And that will be a total Hebraic culture. And uh, we know that on the gates, it's all the names of the tribes, and that the feast will actually be celebrated in that thousand-year uh, millennial reign. So I think it's very practical because I think it connects you to what was. It prepares you for what is to come, but it also prepares you, uh, I think, uh, to be in a tighter relationship with the Lord. Because if we love what God loves, it always helps us in understanding and receiving his love. Absolutely. So as we close out Charisma Connection today, what can our listeners take away from this episode for their lives, whether they're Jewish or Christian believers? I, I think that uh, the scripture I would like to end with is, um, you know, where the Lord says that when Jew and Gentile come together as one new man, he creates an abiding place. I think any time there is unity and any time there is coming together, there's always brings peace. Uh, Psalm 133 says, uh, says how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And, uh, but it says in that it's there where he commands the blessing of life, life forevermore. Uh, there's something about unity, fellowship, and coming together in God's purposes that brings God's strength, God's healing, God's prosperity, and most of all, God's shalom. Shalom in the Hebrew means nothing broken, nothing missing. And if there was ever a time when in our personal lives that we needed peace in shalom, I think it would be now, Chris. I'm sure. Shalom is such a beautiful word, isn't it? And, and it's yes, a it is. promise of, of wholeness and integrity for us from God. So your book, once again, is called Reclaiming Your Forgotten Heritage. 
It's from Thomas Nelson, has a foreword by Perry Stone. I know many of our listeners would know Perry. So um, people want to get a hold of that. They can get it anywhere, I'm sure. But your website is kurtlandry.com, C-U-R-T-L-A-N-D-R-Y.com. Are you related to Tom Landry by any chance? The football Only. Coach? Only as a brother in the Lord and one who likes the Cowboys. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but during, during the day, uh, back when I was traveling in business, I got many upgrades when they would see my ticket when I was flying American in uh, Dallas, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's to your advantage there. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, I'm from the Pittsburgh area, so we won't talk about football right now. Okay? Yeah, okay. I'm sorry I stepped over the line. <laughs> you, Please forgive me. You brought me. it up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kurt, for being with us today on Charisma Connection, and, and we do look forward to visiting with you again soon. Okay, Chris. I'm very excited, and uh, uh, I have I do television in Pittsburgh uh, there um uh, pretty regularly, and so I know the intensity of your fans. So please forgive me for for mentioning the unmentionable. <laughs> it's okay. There there is forgiveness. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, I, I receive it. All yeah. right. Bless you guys. Look forward to talking to you again. Yes, and thank you, listeners, for sitting in on this delightful and important conversation. Join us next time on Charisma Connection.